Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Great friend of the show, UTSA football coach Jeff Trailer, with us on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul, and I'm David Smoke. Thank you very much. Has this been... It, obviously, you've turned the corner, but has this been a really, really difficult season with all, you know, had a couple of early losses, a frustrating loss early, and and then, you know, I mean, Frank Harris wasn't around. How hard has this been for you? Yeah, well, it's not hard on me personally. I just hated that everybody had got to see how good of a team I had. We just never got to put them out there. And, uh, you know, we went through all those issues with Frank the entire year, and we finally – Finally get him kind of going. I guess Houston, he struggled. He had three picks, but you could see him running around. He looked like his old self again. And then Texas State were playing really well. Now he gets turf toe. So he's dealing with a knee, an ankle, a shoulder, and now you add turf toe on top of it. And uh, we, we pulled out a tweaker against Texas State with him hobbled up. Um, then we get beat by Army, a team we thought we were clearly better than. And they played their tails off. I'm not taking anything away from them, but we didn't play very well without him. And we also lost our offensive tackle from the Texas State game, which was a huge loss for us. And our third-round receiver hasn't been able to play the entire year. Uh, so when you lose your, your your best quarterback, who's your best player, your best wide receiver other than Cephas, and then your best offensive tackle, they put us back a little bit. And uh, we didn't play real well, to be honest with you. But we got Frank back, and uh, we got some defensive players back. We still don't have our offensive tackle back. We're not going to get our wide receiver back. But we've just kind of learned to play a different way right now. We've gotten better each week. Uh, and we're really glad to be 4-0 went to the month of October undefeated. Well, Coach, it looked like Frank had, especially, well, at least through the air last week, his, his groove back altogether. What does that do for the rest of the team to allow them to – you never take deep breaths during the season, but at least step back and, and know that you're not going to have to get as creative. Well, first I want to say this. It, his being gone was not why we lost the Army game. Uh, our offense was very productive that night. We just couldn't stop them. Uh, we could not get them off the field. They went for it on fourth down every time. To credit to Jeff Munkin, they did a fantastic job. They played an almost perfect game. And then you go to Tennessee. I don't think it would have mattered who the quarterback was that day. Uh, that we were, Our hands were full up there now, man. That was a tough one. So I don't want to put it on my backup quarterback. So, you know, Owen McCowan played his tail off against Tennessee, went 18 out of 20, and Eddie Lee played very well against Army. But there's no difference to your point. There's no question to your point. When zero rolls out there, uh, it's just he gives us all the confidence. He's just done it so many times. He's been my starting quarterback now for four years. You just can't replace that type of leadership, the championships that he's won, the games that he's won, the comebacks that he's had. And you know how special he is. Y'all have interviewed him. The kid's just unique. Coach, what has life uh, been like in, in a new conference? I mean, I know it's it's football at the end of the day, and, you know, you have respect for where you were, but anything just notable that sticks out about life in the American thus far? Yeah, just the fan base of Temple, the fan base of East Carolina, just their structure, 
uh, how many staff members they have, their budget. You know, we're behind over here. We're, we're growing. We kind of had Conference USA figured out. And now we've moved into a league where we're 11th out of 14 as far as funding and where we need to be in competition there. So we got we got a ways to go. And uh, I keep telling everybody, we're not going to keep winning all those games uh, by doing more with less. Uh, at some point, I want to do less with more in my life, not more with less. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, is is the vote about the extra whatever that is money that students would pay a student fee that didn't pass? Is that a sore spot with you? No, it's not. I understand. The kids have a point of view, too, now. We live in America. It's the greatest country in the world. You get to vote, right? And they express their vote. And uh, I'm just grateful that I live in a country that gets to do that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we've got work to do. And nobody wants to hear my country stories, but... We were at Gilmer. You know, we lost two big bonds to that new high school. It was very frustrating. I remember Rick Aldridge, my superintendent, was crushed. And, and uh, we just got the stakeholders together in the room. We kept working. We kept negotiating. And we ended up getting one of the nicest high schools in the country. So that's just a, a small example uh, of, of us not getting it done the first time. And I, I've said this before. You can never mistake, you know, a comma for a period. This is a pause. This is not a stop. And we just got to figure it out. And as long as I've been here, David, somebody in our city has stepped up. There's always been a booster to get it done. But like this week, we're going to be outdoors in the elements. Our indoor is not completed. It has not started. And North Texas is going to be in their indoor. And that's a tremendous advantage when you're in this month. Now, we all know that November is the month of remembering. That's where the best games, the biggest games are. And uh, we'll be out there in the cold. Now, my kids will be fine. It'll be 37, 35 degrees out there in the morning. We've got afternoon classes, so we go early. Uh, but us, us old coaches now, we'll be freezing to death out there. I'm going to run around a ton, or I'll have to not run all down my chin tomorrow. <laughs> you, you are the – It's true. It's cold out there. It is cold. You're right. Frigid, nasty, wet. Uh, Coach, you mentioned that uh, someone in your city has always stepped up. How much – does that make UTSA a much more attractive job than many people outside would understand because of the sense of community that exists in that in that particular city that is kind of unique, uh, especially when it comes to colleges and cities of, of that size of San Antonio? Well, you know, our first year we were in a facility that was worse than almost any high school I've ever recruited or coached at in my life. And now we're in one of the nicest facilities uh, in the country. Uh, it's a $45 million project. Uh, we need about $10 million for the indoor or the, or, the, or the covered facility to get done. Um, so, I mean, like, in the beginning, it was hundreds of dollars, then it was thousands of dollars, then it became millions. And just recently, uh, we've had a booster that, you know, probably names them a million dollars a year. And as long as I'm coaching here, and, and uh, he, that was the life that – we had no recruiting. We were in trouble recruiting. We were way behind everybody in recruiting. Uh, but he stepped up, and there's, there's so many families. If I started naming all of them, uh, we'd be here a long time. And, and and there's some more coming. I've got some commitments that have not been announced yet from some some great families here in the, in the San Antonio area. And uh, what, what I've kind of learned, I've, I've kind of grown too. Like, there's no way I'm going to make the Longhorn fans stop liking the Longhorns or the Baylor Bears or the Aggies. I'm trying to try to use the analogy like my children. I love all my kids, right? But there's enough love for all three of them. So I'm just trying to get the Baylor Bear fans that live in San Antonio to help us. I'm trying to get the Texas Longhorn fans that live in San Antonio to help us. The Aggies that live in San Antonio, we're still San Antonio's team. 
whether they're a Longhorn alum or an Aggie alum or a Baylor Bear alum, we're still San Antonio's team. So that approach has helped. I'm at least getting a little bit of love from some of those alums from those other schools. Coach, I know you've played, you know, at BYU, you've played at Texas, but you mentioned that Tennessee game earlier, and it was a tough one for you guys, but were there some pretty wide eyes walking into that place? I've never been, but it's always a place I've wanted to go. I was just curious about your experience and just, you know, going from your usual Saturdays to that monstrosity, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, what was that like? Well, no, we were not big-eyed. Uh, Tennessee's D-line big eyed and their <laughs> running back big eyed us but we play in the Alamo Dome with fifty thousand people. There's nowhere louder in the country. Uh, when you go up to, to Austin and University of Texas, there's not a place louder in the country. And it used to not be that way when I went to Austin. But uh when you go up there now we played them last year, it was an incredible environment. And Tennessee was like that. So our kids are not big eyed. Uh we just got our tail whipped uh by a better football team that day. Jeff, you're not used to losing much at all from the time you took over as a head coach at Gilmer and and uh, and, and what you've done already at UTSA. What do you like after a loss on the weekend? Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I hate to say this, David, but I, I very rarely remember the win. Uh, it's always the losses. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hate it. I'm embarrassed by it, but I got an article right here. You know, it's laminated. This is from like 1993. Fear of failure motivates Parcells. And uh, I've got a quote by Norv Turner here. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves these are the jobs we've always dreamed of. It's the losing that just drives me insane. I can handle it if my team plays well and we go down. Very rarely does that happen. It's probably some, some, something self-inflicted, which means I didn't do a very good job of coaching during the week. And it kills me to let my kids down. And when I don't have them prepared and it's not a happy locker room, I just don't do very well, David. So I wish I could tell you I was motivated by the winning and the smiles and the joy, which I know that's some of it, but it's the failure that just just eats me up, brother. Does that keep you up at night? It does win or lose. Now, I don't sleep a wink after a game. That adrenaline rolls through me the entire night, and I sit like a baby on Friday night. I've I've emptied the tank now. I've exhausted everything I can, so I'm ready and prepared. But on Saturday night, win or lose, I am uh, wide awake, just cannot sleep at all. Adrenaline just rolling through me. I don't know this, but is the Liberty Ilo game at Lobo Stadium is still the one that bothers you the most, or is there another one? Yeah, Houston jumped up over that one. Uh, triple overtime. Oh, loss. yeah. Uh, that one gutted me. I'd say Army moved into number two, Liberty Ilo three, and Canton number four, if I had to list them. <laughs> oh, my God, I happen to be at both of them. That's not good. I shouldn't have brought them up. Thanks, David. You're the best. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, you know, we've been friends for a really long time. Mm. I, I got a couple of stories I'm going to tell on you on all these people listening to the things that you weren't always perfect, my brother. <laughs> hey, hey, go ahead now. I mean, my God. Co- Coach, I'll, I'll he tell you. Talk, I, he used to talk so much smack about me on Smokey. He had a whole website, and his people just crushed me every week. <laughs> he was terrible. I know he's my friend. I don't think I ever did. It was the the message board, but it wasn't nope, my I, name. You allowed them the media no. just express their displeasure for me and my family. It's all your fault when I was 30, David. I'm 50 now, so it's no, I understand it now. I was, pre- I was preparing you for big-time college football message boards. You and Danny Long both. I'd be so mad, and Danny would be like, Jeff Davis is the best guy. No, you know, like, There's no way, Coach. There's no way. Oh, my goodness. 
you you uh you are so comfortable there and if you do get the indoor done and you can get some of this other stuff done you have the long-term contract is that is that kind of the to-do list other than making sure you win games we got to get our budget up we got to get a recruiting staff uh, i've got to get my coaches paid better we've got to get our nil money up there's a list when you're building a program there's a long list of things but we chipped away every single year uh, where we've come in four years has been amazing and, um, you know, that's just kind of who I am. Uh, Gilmer, the only reason I probably got that job is nobody else wanted it in 2000. And 15 years later, it, we did okay. I hope when we're done with this one, David, everybody can look back one day and go, he left that place a whole lot better than what it was when he got there. I love the city, and I love the support, and uh, really do. I got the best kids in the country. Coach, I was curious about this. We had I, I should have asked some other head coaches that we've talked about this, but the new clock rules, uh, what have you made of those now that we're, we're deep into the season? Has there been a, a noticeable change on your end? No, I hadn't noticed anything about it. Okay. I mean, we just snapping that thing as fast as we can when we need to, and we're snapping as slow as we can when we don't. <laughs> Whatever that clock says, we're going we're gonna to jump, improvise, and overcome. So I've not – I got a lot of other things I'm worrying about, those officials, other than that clock, I can promise you. Gotcha. Uh, what is it like, and would you love to have the headset conversation, uh, a reality show one day? Um, yeah, I, I don't want to just be the quarterback because uh, I don't want to have to huddle, um, and I don't want to have to signal everything to my receivers. So I'd like to get it where we can get you know to all of our receivers and our quarterback just so we could play fast. I mean, I, that's why fans like watching college football. And my son coaches in the NFL. It bores me to tears. I want, I want to go, man. I want, I want to go fast and watch some ball and some athletes spread out and watch athletes in space. So, But I am. It's, it's ridiculous. We've got all these coaches over there that who's the live signaler. you got three signalers going at one time. you got pictures of David Smoke on signs up there. you got pictures of, you know, whoever the heck your favorite person is. It's just silly and a lot of wasted money and a lot of wasted time, honestly. So I'd love to change it, but I'd like for some way to make it incorporated uh, so the college football game can still look like the college football game and not look like the pro game. All right, last question for me. Uh, when you're in uh, 60,000 and that place is rolling or you're at um, uh, where you are in Tennessee or you've been at UT, do you ever stop for at least a second before the game or even during a, a break during the game, even though it's crazy, and just take it all in of what you're doing? Brother, I did that when I was 31, and my Buckeyes, who were a 28-point underdog, were playing the number three-ranked Laywater Bears in Gilmer Buckeye Stadium. I've always said I'm the luckiest guy in the freaking world. They paid me to coach football and be around the freaking greatest athletes that are the greatest people and get to coach with assistant coaches. They're, they're, they're the best. There's not a better job in the world. I was made to do it, so I pinch myself every day, David, from Gilmer to Jacksonville, to Big Sandy, to right now in San Antonio, Texas. No doubt I pinched myself. Well, we appreciate you, and you know that, despite uh, the fact that you were a target on the message boards, I was just <laughs> just just preparing you for life like you did your kids, right? I appreciate you, you, you man. A, you did a great job. I appreciate you. You've been a dear friend forever, Brother David. Y'all take care. God bless the birds up. Good luck. It's uh, Jeff Trailer. Uh, UTSA and North Texas coming up on Saturday up in Denton. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.